Welcome to Healthcare Inspired, the podcast that bridges the gap between clinical expertise and business innovation, all with a single purpose, improving patient care. Get ready to be inspired as we bring you thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and groundbreaking insights from leading experts in healthcare. Join your host, Jennifer McNamara, on a journey of discovery as she connects the dots, revealing the synergies between clinical and business teams. Each episode, we'll delve into the latest healthcare trends, uncover innovative solutions, and share success stories that will motivate and ignite change. So get ready to embark on a path of inspiration, knowledge, and transformation. Here is your host, Jennifer McNamara. Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Inspired Podcast. My name is Jennifer McNamara and I am your host. We are here today to continue our discussion on what inspires us in healthcare. Another great episode coming at you. This is our bonus episode. It is Compliance, the Cure for Chaos. There's a lot of chaos going on in healthcare practices and organizations these days. Every time I turn around, I think I see another case where one of the many laws that govern healthcare entities has been violated. And many practices are unwittingly violating one thing in particular, and that is the mandate from the Affordable Care Act to have a compliance program, putting you at risk all of you out there without a compliance program, you're putting yourself at risk for serious legal consequences. Now, when we think about these things, we're not here to scare you today. We want to empower you. We want you to think about what makes an effective compliance program. Now, the guidance document was just released this, this week. It's exciting to have a new document. We're going to dig into it. We're going to learn more about it. In future episodes, we're going to dig into these seven elements and talk about them in light of the new guidance document. So stay tuned for that. But today we have a vendor spotlight. We're going to spotlight one of the vendors that we use um, for our clients to help them manage their compliance program. And in doing that, these vendors that are out there that have these technology tools, they're really there to help you stay organized and be efficient, improve your productivity, focus on the tasks that are necessary to have an effective compliance program. And so, yes, you still have to have a compliance officer. You have to have all of those things set up. But having a platform that helps you manage those to make sure everyone is following that is important. So today on the show, we do have Matt Moneypenny with eTactics, and we're going to talk about the importance of organization in managing our compliance program. We're going to talk about several areas, of course, that come into that. And of course, ask yourself, when is the last time you did a health checkup for your practice and specifically for your compliance program? So we're going to look at some of the ways that we can consider employing technology that will help us be efficient, help us course, manage these important tasks that are non-negotiable. So stay tuned for my interview with Matt Moneypenny after the break. So are you tired of compliance headaches and revenue leaks in your practice? Well, look no further because Inspired Compliance has your back. Inspired Compliance is your go-to solution for data-driven compliance program assessments. This cutting-edge approach goes beyond the surface, uncovering compliance risks and revealing where your revenue leaks may be lurking. 
But that's not all. It doesn't just identify the issues. It provides you with powerful insights to fortify your practice against potential pitfalls. These solutions are designed to enhance efficiency and productivity, giving you the peace of mind that you deserve. But there's more. Inspired Compliance doesn't stop at assessments. They offer tailored compliance training sessions for your team. Stay ahead of the curve with expert-led sessions, ensuring your staff is well-equipped to navigate the intricacies of healthcare regulations. And they've partnered with trusted vendors for compliance management, which creates a seamless experience for you. With Inspired Compliance, you never have to worry about the effectiveness of your compliance program. They have your back every step of the way. So why stress about compliance when you can be inspired? Say goodbye to uncertainties and hello to more efficient, productive, and compliant practices. Please visit healthcareinspiredllc.com or schedule your assessment training today by emailing compliance at healthcareinspired.com. There will be more information in the show notes. Well, I have on the show a very special guest. I have Matt Moneypenny from eTactics. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. It's fabulous. You know, we had this conversation previously a few weeks ago about, you know, organization and understanding technology. And one of the technologies that I just love is your platform, eTactics. And so I wanted to talk today just about, because I help practices understand how to be more efficient and how to improve their workflows. And mm-hmm. one of the workflows that is, is non-negotiable is compliance. And so, yeah, right. Yeah. You got that right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. You know, this to be true. And so I want to talk first of all, and, and get your thoughts on why we need an efficient compliance management system like eTactics. Yeah. So thanks for having me again. Um, our, so we have several different compliance tools within eTactics's offering, right? So eTactics is the organization. The offerings are K2 compliance. That's the main or that's the main compliance GRC tool. We have K2 Academy, which is the compliance training tool. And then we also have Spark, which is almost like the amalgamation of both of those tools put together. And it also helps with smaller organizations kind of jumpstart their compliance program. Right. So the main tools going K2 compliance, the inside K2 compliance has policies and management and GRC and all that stuff, governance, risk and compliance. And then K2 Academy has the actual um, training, because that's a requirement that we know of in a lot of different regulations like HIPAA, and then Spark kind of helps with that. So to get to your question, compliance management in general is often viewed as what I would call a necessary evil within the business world. And the reason for that is startups and salespeople, if you ask them about compliance, they're going to say that that slows their business processes down. But if you mm-hmm. ask massive organizations that put billions of dollars in, and they have to, they turn billions of dollars in revenue every year, it's something that's required and necessary in order to protect their high revenue, because that's what it really does. It protects revenues. Um, so efficient compliance management is kind of that middle ground between operating within the law and industry regulations while maintaining like an agile type approach to a business. Right? You got to figure out how to walk that uh, tightrope, if you will. We know that there obviously are cases where people have gotten themselves into some trouble because mm-hmm. they didn't have 
efficient compliance uh, programs in place. And we know that because the Affordable Care Act programs are non-negotiable, they are requirements right. if you bill Medicare, Medicaid, and, and of course, certain payers. So businesses, you know, healthcare businesses specifically face consequences for non-compliance. We had an organization that didn't have any compliance um, in place as a healthcare organization. They didn't have any compliance. It was a smaller organization. So they didn't have any healthcare or HIPAA compliance practices in place at all. No training, nothing like that. Because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, the thought process for smaller organizations in the healthcare space is, hey, you know, the government's only so big. I'm a small organization. What are the odds, right? I'm going to take my chances. Well, in this actually particular instance, we had an organization who signed up with our SPARC program and then they took the train, got the training done on the K2 Academy side, started managing and creating policies and things like that. And then an auditor came and the auditor actually, you know, was okay with their, their platform, right? Because essentially what an auditor does when they come in, they're, they're looking for, you know, any kind of loopholes, right? They're looking for what is your compliance structure today? What is your evidence that proves your compliance structure? Because they're not just going to take your word for it. They need actual evidence, unfortunately. Um, they actually have to look at the brass tacks a little bit. So um, they look at that. And then, you know, based on that, if they find any issues, they're going to let you know. And if there's any breaches, that could lead to a fine. Um, so our goal is to try to help you not deal with that fine, right? Prevent you from the fine, essentially, right? So exactly. we actually do have an example of, of that actually happening. And as far as other consequences, I mean, we see we see consequences all the time and we hear about them of non-compliance a lot. I mean, whether it's a, a some government entity or, you know, fining somebody like a HIPAA violation, as we mentioned, or maybe like a subsequent civil lawsuit. That's something that we see a lot now, too, mm -hmm. where an organization will get fined by the government. Maybe they don't even get fined because of a breach. And um, either way, I mean, there still could be some civil penalties because if there's any kind of data breach associated with usernames, protected health information, I mean, those are people behind that, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of law organizations have started to realize, hey, there's, you know, some money to be made here. And there's some proof that I need to, you know, kind of go after these organizations that have bad compliance management. And they do, and they, and they win that, right? So... No, you're 100% correct. Those are the things we need to think about, the real people behind that. And, you know, there there is a, that thought process behind all this, you know, they can make they can make some money around this concept, right. people not following the law, not being compliant. And I recently had a conversation about the difference between ethics and compliance, because mm -hmm. an ethical person is just a person that's going to do what's right because it's what's right. And they don't deviate from that. And because they're that way, they're going to understand the importance of compliance. So I think that's a, a, a good conversation to have with practices is understanding, do you have people in your organization that are ethical and that understand right. the culture of compliance that needs to exist? And another thing I think a lot of practices as a business are concerned about is their reputation as a brand. So right. you have so many offices in maybe a region in a city and there's a lot of competition maybe with some specialties so protecting your reputation as a mm -hmm. as an organization is often tied to your compliance so having a system like yours how do you think that can contribute to a good reputation you know back in the day you know you talk any I'll talk about pr in general um any good any pr any any publicity is good publicity I mean, you know, that can only get you so far, especially with compliance management, because that's going to deal with, you know, that's going to mean fines, right? It's going to mean lawsuits, as we just kind of mentioned. But we've, in the last question, I just mentioned, we all heard of the largest breaches, right? And the news covers compliance issues because companies are, in most cases, 
required now to tell media outlets what happened as part of their breach notification requirements, specifically with HIPAA. I mean, HIPAA has the breach notification rule. And in that rule, it says, hey, if you have, I, I believe it's 500 or more, I mean, you can quote me on this or don't quote me on this, but I believe that is the statistics, um, 500 or more um, affected protected health organizations, you might have to reach out to local media outlets, right? Which could mean anywhere between, depending on the size of your organization, it could mean anywhere between, you know, some small publication up the street in your little town, or, you know, maybe you publish the, uh, the update or the notification of a breach on your website so everyone can see it. Um, you send an email list, things like that. Maybe that gets picked up by a big outlet. I mean, the Colonial Pipeline Bridge, now that's a good example of everything that we're talking about. It kind of puts everything together, together, right? Colonial Pipeline isn't a healthcare organization. So from that perspective, you know, it's, it's, it's a pipeline, right? We, we heard about a giant breach happened a couple, maybe two, three years ago, if I believe so. Um, yep. And it was affecting the energy, you know, the whole energy world, at least the East Coast of the United States. Um, and I remember when that happened, I was seeing people stock up at, at gas stations because they were panicking. And they were like putting, I saw a picture of a lady at a gas station putting gas in a um, grocery bag, which is not very safe. So, um, oh but as the result of that breach, you know, they had to pay a million dollars and uh, of a civil lawsuit. So back to the lawsuit side, um, I believe they also had to pay a fine from the government. And on top of that, everyone knows about it. So when you hear the word colonial pipeline, you're not thinking of something good necessarily, right? So when you manage your compliance and an auditor comes by and they, they take a look at your compliance as it is today in your environment, and they find out that there's not very many holes, if any at all, you know, you don't have to go through that nightmare, right? <laughs> so. Exactly. Yes. And that's the whole goal is, you know, we're, we're, there's going to be human errors, things that are happening, but as a culture, as a, as an organization, it's important to make sure that the community trusts you as an organization. Right. And if they do see something happen, they see you're an organization that's going to be transparent about things that happen and, and they may or may not affect your brand in, in a negative way. Maybe it affects it in a positive mm -hmm. way because you're being, you're compliant. You're taking on the responsibility to be responsible as an organization right. Um, right. by having a platform that helps you stay compliant. Now, when it comes to the cost, everyone's about cost. Like it's, how much is it going to cost me? Right. And a lot of practices, they, they spend so much money on compliance and we know an effective compliance program is required you to have a compliance officer, maybe even a compliance committee in some cases in some large organizations, but we know technology is is proven to decrease costs and improve efficiency. So how can they start thinking about the benefits of even on the cost side, what can a platform like this do for them? Yeah, I mean, from a cost perspective, I mean, from our from our cost model, right, we do a monthly fee, right, usually based on the type of safeguards that, you, that you're trying to go in, right, if you're trying to get HIPAA or something like that, and then you get try to get OSHA, stuff like that. It comes, you know, kind of builds on it on its own as its own thing. But I mean, if you're paying a monthly fee, it's still going to be less to do all the work um, within a compliance module or a GRC tool because it's a little, it has some automation and it makes everything easier for you to understand and organize. And it asks you questions as if it was a checklist of things you need to do for your organization to become compliant as much as possible. Um, so that alone, I mean, most of the time, a lot of organizations, what they do is they work within spreadsheets and working with spreadsheets is great. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that 
um, can use spreadsheets really well, but they're not as powerful as a tool that's designed specifically for compliance modules or compliance management in general. Um, so, I mean, you know, if, if you had a if you had a bunch of manual tasks for compliance and you had to hire a group of five people because of how clunky that process is within a, an Excel spreadsheet, I mean, that can decrease quite a lot to maybe just one person, um, and, or, you know, maybe just you, the owner, while you're working, you know, while you're already doing your job, you can just manage the compliance environment of your organization because this tool helps synthesize that workflow so easily. That's great. I think that those are great, great features and great points because they can save money. And that's really the ultimate goal. We know it, it is a department that has to exist as non-negotiable. So right. making it more efficient and cost savings is always going to be a win. Now right. we know in the past, you know, I've been in healthcare for 20 years, a little over 20 years and compliance was always something that was just such a manual thing before technology took yeah. over. And so manual errors can happen in compliance tasks. We can forget to create a policy. We can forget to include a certain element in that policy. So I think it's nice to have that concept where we mm -hmm. think, okay, we're going to minimize the chances of human error in these processes. So what are some of the things that you think this technology can help with that reduces manual errors? Just from a perspective of, of manual errors, I mean, we can talk about actual data entry itself, but I also kind of want to talk about and mention um, the need of keeping up with just regulatory environments in general. I mean, things change all the time in the compliance world. Um, there's new policies that get put in place. There's new requirements that get published. There's new things that get proposed, but they're not published yet and they get confused. You look them, if you look them up on Google, you read an article that says it's published, and then you read another article that says that it's, you know, it's just being proposed, right? So I would say that, you know, having a having an organization as a third-party organization that exists to provide a compliance module tool for you, what they're doing is they're helping you with your compliance, obviously, but they're also taking that burden off of you, so that way you don't have to focus on anything outside of what you're doing, right? You can just focus on, you know, if you're a doctor's office. I always go back to healthcare because it's a great example, but if you're a doctor's office, you can focus on seeing patients, which is really why you exist in the first place. You don't exist to stay compliant with HIPAA. You exist so that you can help treat patients, right? So what happens is, is, is you have this, this tool that helps you manage your compliance, and it's also powered by this organization that's staying up and attuned to uh, everything that's going on in the compliance landscape. So that's kind of how it would help with the manual errors from that perspective. And then of course, you know, anything, you know, there's the answer to anything that's manual is always automation, right? But having that third party intervention is really where the where, where the, the golden goose is of this whole thing. Exactly, too. And I think we're all forgetful. We're human. We're going to forget to do things. And so having real time monitoring and alerts are important. So like, I love when when a platform, instead of like my email reminding me to do something, it tells me, okay, you got to do this. You got to check off this thing. It's time for your annual compliance training. Make sure you get this done. So what are right. the benefits of that, too? I mean, have you seen more efficient practices because they've adopted this? Have they ever mentioned to you any, re any good reviews on on how that has affected them? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, if, if you compare our GRC tool to others from an automation perspective, I mean, we have all the stuff that comes with other ones, right? We get, we'll send you reminders via email. Hey, this is out of date. Hey, this is going to be out of date. Hey, you need to send a new um, cybersecurity reminder to your workforce, things like that. But we also kind of take it a step further with that K2 Academy platform by offering it as it has automation within it. But we also offer it as a managed training service. That's what we call it. So essentially what that means is, 
any organization that signs up with the K2 Academy platform also gets paired up with a support person on our side who helps not only distribute the training, but also does helps do the audit of seeing who's completed it and who hasn't. And then also make sure that everyone not only takes all of the training that is required by law, but also passes and retains the information. And I think that's something that really sets us apart from other organizations that have automation because, you know, automation's great, but you gotta have the marriage, the marriage between both, you know, having someone who's an expert who's readily available and also having those reminders as well from a system level. 100%, we have to have those subject matter experts in place. They're absolutely vital. Uh, these things don't work without actual humans who understand what needs to work um, from right. a technology standpoint, but also from a real um, live environment standpoint. And then we know there's going to be things that happen. We mentioned breaches that do happen. There's going to be incidents. Mm -hmm. So when we think about a, a tool we want to employ, such as, of course, K2, um, what do we need to understand about mechanisms that need to be in place to address compliance incidents? Are we, are we trying to maintain that record of incidents? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's both the preventative side and the response side. So incident response is the preventative side with a risk calculation to figure out where you're at. And it's also, okay, if something happens, what do we do, right? Because a lot of times, if you ask people who have been in the compliance world for a long time, what they're going to say is, it's not a matter of if you get breached, it's a matter of when. I mean, you can, you can hear that a million times if you do any kind of research about compliance in general. Um, and you know that is, that is very true. So having a little bit of everything involved and then also, again, having someone on the side who's on your side, who's you know kind of like the, the big umbrella that looks at everything and protects you from all the changes and things like that and, and can walk you through processes that you might be confused about. That kind of happens with our SPARK program, with our consultancy side. Um, then that's a huge benefit. We often think about that final compliance program elements of feedback. And so we think we need to be able to have a way for there to be effective feedback mechanisms in place to understand over time mm -hmm. how this feedback has affected our organization. Yeah, I mean, that kind of goes with like historical data. So over the course of time, when you're working with an organization or a tool that has compliance features within it, you're going to be able to have that historical data within your entire lifespan of that uh, subscription with an organization, right? So um, whether it's compliance uh, certifications of completions for HIPAA training, or if it's like, hey, last year we, we couldn't meet these requirements, but this year we stepped it up. I mean, that's what it's all about is the continuous improvement of compliance, because that's really what auditors are looking for, because they don't really view compliance as a final destination. It's more of something that is always happening and something you always need to build upon, right? Because that's that's the best way to look at it. So the best, you know, a benefit doing that is, is paying attention to what's going on in the industry. But once you have an organization, you team up with an organization that has a tool that's helping you look out for the industry stuff, it allows you to really shrink the scope of what you need to do and what you need to get done. So that way you can focus on what your organization is exists for. Rather than compliance, you're not a compliance organization. You got stuff you need to do to drive revenues let us worry about that for you. And, you know, we let us worry about the compliance side and you can worry about the revenue generation side for your organization. Fabulous, great stuff. And I will tell you from personal experience, some of the work I do with practices um, to do compliance assessments, I am one of those auditors that comes in and <laughs> goes in and checks your processes. So I can tell you from re recent experience going through one of those that it is one of the things we look for 
And it's, right. a, it's a bonus if you have one. So again, uh, Matt, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I'm excited to uh, tell everyone about this product even more um, and make sure they understand it is it is a, a responsible thing to do for your organization mm-hmm. to decrease um, the cost in some ways, improve efficiency in this vital, vital element of healthcare we have to have. It's not negotiable. Right. Uh, we're going to put your information in our show notes, Matt, but tell everyone where they can find you and your organization. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Uh, it's a great time, you know, talking to you and talking through this whole this whole thing and, and trying to unravel this ball of yarn that is compliance management. Um, but you know, we write a lot of content on our website, so etactics.com, e-t-a-c-t-i-c-s.com, um, and then you know we have a ton of resources on there, um, whether it be you know things that are like PowerPoint templates for training or actual. Uh, policy manuals, things like that. I mean, we have that stuff available. So that's where I'd recommend that you visit. Of course, we have LinkedIn and, and Facebook as well. So it's all e-tactics there. Excellent. Well, I want to thank our audience for tuning in today uh, to this wonderful, wonderful episode on compliance and technology. And we want to thank our, of course, our amazing podcast producer, Gabriel Fast with Highland Productions. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Healthcare Inspired. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you thought of the show. To learn more about Jennifer McNamara and her team at Healthcare Inspired, including how to hire their exceptional data team, visit www.healthcareinspiredllc.com. Thank you once again for joining us on this journey of inspiration and transformation. Together, let's shape the future of patient care. Healthcare Inspired is brought to you by Healthcare Inspired LLC. The show is produced by Highland Productions. Our executive producer is Jennifer McNamara. All music is composed by Gabriel Fast.